Welcome to My Life, My Freedom. This is a podcast about freedom. Stories about people just like you who knew they had a bigger calling in life. They knew they had something to bring to the world. But there were things holding them back. They weren't where they wanted to be, but they didn't know how to get there. On My Life, My Freedom, you'll hear magical stories of freedom, how they did it and went on to change the world. Hi, I'm Dr. Mandy Rose, and I'm committed to helping free the world. I'm here to inspire and guide women to live free and do exactly what they want to do with their life, despite what culture, their family, and even their own brain tells them. Here, we overcome all that holds us back from getting what we want. I'll be bringing you freedom tips, tips on how to discover your gift, find your inner power, learn what you want and need, and how to communicate that to those in your life. Tips on how to live the expansive, beautiful life that is your birthright and live feeling radiantly alive every single day. I'm here to help you reprogram your subconscious mind, refine your spiritual gifts, and crack open the life that you are meant to have. I want you to know that I have been exactly where you are, and I know you can do this. If we gather together, we can heal the world. Hello, and welcome to My Life, My Freedom. I'm Dr. Mandy Rose, and I'm so excited to share today's speaker, Lori Mabels. She is an absolutely incredible woman. You are going to love today's show. She, Lori Mabels is a public speaking strategist, TEDx coach, and business impact amplifier. She has a lot of energy and she is unlike any other speaker that I've had on My Life, My Freedom lately in that she doesn't have an awful story. She doesn't have something crazy that happened in her life. She doesn't have a story. No, she she has plenty of stories. She's full of stories. But she went through a point in her life where she realized that she wasn't living the life that she wanted to live. And here's her story of how she navigated that and and made the change, had the inner strength and the inner tenacity and excitement to make that change and how incredible her life is now and how many, so many incredible people that she's helping in her own beautiful way. And now what Lori does is she empowers coaches, business owners, and entrepreneurs worldwide to blow up their business without needing a big following on social media or needing a big email list or spending money on marketing or anything. She did this herself and that's what she helps other women do and men as well. Um, but through public speaking and other strategies, she really helps her clients craft their killer keynote and get on stages and monetize their message and touch as many lives as as possible. Lori is a fireball. She's got so much energy. You are going to love her as much as I love her. She is the reason I am so great on camera and on stage now. She helped me personally and I love her dearly and you I know you're going to love her too. Enjoy the show. All right, Lori, thank you so much for joining us today. We have, I know you have a little bit of a different story for us today. We're going to hop right into it. Please tell us about the, the time in your life when you, you knew there was something more for you, but there was something holding you back. Yeah, absolutely. Like we can go like all the way till seven years old, but let's just <laughs> fast forward to the totally. moment. That I, yeah, yeah, it's like there's so many moments. <laughs> right? Which one do you pick? <laughs> the biggest one, the, big, the yeah. most impactful one. Please tell us yeah. that one. <laughs> yeah, the most... The most impactful one was actually when I was um, working in uh, as a corporate innovation manager. So I was basically helping big organizations with, okay, we have a big fat problem. How do we solve it? And instead of us solving it, we were training the employees within the company to solve it for themselves. 
And honestly, this like this was the most the cool job in the world. You know, it sounds like, like a really cool job, honestly. Absolutely. <laughs> and imagine, like I was, I think like 22 when I started, it was like a whole journey where I just basically said, I want to do this. And I grew within the company until I was co-owner. And uh, I'm there, we have the most beautiful office in the world, like an old building on a train station. So on the left side, there's trains, on the right side, there's trains. In the building, there's like fat boys. I'm wearing happy socks. We're having music. We're having drinks on Fridays. We don't have office hours. We don't believe in them. We don't believe in um, vacation days. We have a minimum. We have a minimum of six weeks because we believe in rest. And like the whole culture is amazing. It's super transparent. People talk about their feelings. It's like the dream of all dreams, right? Yeah. Yes, exactly. I'm like, I'm imagining Lori there and like, you're so like, this is your dream come true. Absolutely. And then with fun people, we're learning, we're doing trainings together. Um, My suggestions are being accepted. So I'm like, guys, you know, I see that a lot of, ideas are not implemented even though the ideas are really good what if it's not about the quality of the ideas but what if it's about the perceived value that hr and uh, implementation uh, like decision makers have so what if i just organize like a i don't know a speaking workshop or a pitch training or something like this would it be cool they're like yeah lori of course go for it and i tried and i found my passion and i thought this is it you know i want to help people with speaking so even that was it was all like an open door and uh, coming back to your your introduction is like yeah. you maybe have a different story right like and and we will talk about this more um but there was like everything in my life kind of like opened up like not completely we will dive into the the you know more you know harder times i guess too but this was all an open door and yeah. On some point, I I had this moment of reflection where I thought, you know, where do I want my life to be? What do I really, really want? And this was actually during a cycle with a friend. We were cycling and uh, he asked me, what, what does your perfect day look like, Lori? Uh, like that question. And I would love to ask it again, just for your own reflection as well. Yeah. What does your perfect day look like? Like, not like, what do you want to achieve in life? What does your perfect day look like? And I thought, hmm, what an interesting question. And I heard myself say, well, I open my eyes uh, and I'm brushing my teeth outside. (laughs) For me, that's the ultimate signature of freedom. (laughs) Brushing your teeth outside. There's nothing like this, Mandy. There's nothing like this. (laughs) I'm going to have to try that. (laughs) Yes, do, please. And then the sun is is like tickling my, my skin. Um, I'm walking outside with my laptop and I'm working on my own business. I've never said that before. I'm working on my own business. Um, I'm going to the beach afterwards, doing sports, being healthy, swimming, being around water, then come back, work some more and then eat on a really, really big table with amazing people, finding like connection, really important, healthy food, then go to bed and then do the same thing over and over again every single day. That's what my perfect life looks like. Wow. He's like, so what's the gap? I'm like, well, yeah, exactly. I'm not living at the beach. I'm living in the Netherlands. It's always cold. It's always rainy. Uh, no big tables. People are inside, you know? So I thought, what if, what if this amazing job that's like an eight and a half is not my 12th, 
It's not my 15. And I felt I had this deep desire that grew and grew and grew. The more I started to talk, the more I started to envision this scenario. Like, what if it's possible? You know, what if it's really possible that I could wake up, walk to the beach and do sports? What if it's possible if I can work completely online in my own business and really help other people? You know, and this oh was the God. moment that one cycling trip with the one question was a complete transformation for me where I thought, you know, why not? Why not? And that's where it started. Wow. Oh, my gosh. So then what happened next? Like, where, where did you go from there? Where, or yeah, where did you go from there that really led you into the next, the next level? Yeah. Yeah. So, um, I could, I could answer with, I just, um, stopped my, 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 my job. I sold my shares from the company and I decided to live abroad, which would be a complete answer, but it might not be a complete answer. Um, because what happened is I started to just have conversations with my colleagues and I said, listen, what I actually want is, and the fun thing is, I didn't tell you, um, while having this, uh, conversation with my, with my buddy while cycling, he, he said, where would you like to live? And I'm like, I don't know. And he said, you know what, Lori, based on what you're saying, you should go to Tenerife. Which oh, is that's, where, that's where Tenerife came from. So he said that. And <laughs> I, I grabbed my phone. This is a real story. I grabbed my phone. I went on Google Image and I put in Tenerife. I'm like, wow, this looks great. I think you're right. <laughs> and at that moment, I just decided it's going to be Tenerife. Because, you know, I could overthink this forever, but this seems perfect for now. Like, why would, would I do more research and overcomplicate this decision? So give me a timeline here. Like, how soon after yeah. having this conversation with on the, cycle, <laughs> on the cycling trip, how soon after did you quit your job and how soon after did you move to Tenerife? Yeah, so what happened is the next meeting I had with my colleagues, I just said that. I, wow. I spoke it into existence. I said, listen, what I want is I want to live in Tenerife. Um, and in that moment, I thought it's going to be an experiment. I'm going to live uh, for the company, uh, work for, still with that company, uh, with our company, and then just uh, travel and then work online. And the more and more we started to have this conversation of how this was going to work, I felt like it was such a hassle. It's like, we're going to do evaluations and we're going to do all these things. And it's like, of course, we're going to do this, but it felt like such a hassle, like this could be more fun. And the more I started to live in Tenerife in my head, the more comfortable I already was with that change. And I thought, you know, if, if I really do this, let's do it all. And I just said, you know what? And I think the moment that I decided from the cycling to actually me stepping into the plane, I think it was like four months. Wow. I really went for it. I really wow. went for it. What do you think gave you... I have two questions. One, one is, do you think that having the visual of Tenerife was kind of a driving factor in that? Would you, do you think, or like um, if you had not had Tenerife as your vision, if you were just like, I want to mm -hmm. go somewhere warm and it wasn't specific, do you think you would have taken action as quickly? Oh, heck, heck yeah. Super important. First of yeah. all, I'm very, very visual person. So I perceive the world through visions. Like mm -hmm. I love when people send me videos instead of just typing something. I experience the world through, through visuals, through realness. Mm -hmm. I need to see it, touch it, hear it, all mm -hmm. of it, experience it. So yeah. I started to watch YouTube videos on Tenerife. I started mm -hmm. to talk about it. Other people said, oh, I heard you're going to Tenerife. I'm like, oh. 
this must be real then. I mean, if you heard it for someone else, then I'm <laughs> certainly going. So for me, it really helps to speak it into mm. existence and to um, bring people along on the journey. And yeah. that it was Tannery for me really helped because other people were specific about it too. You know, mm. so they were they were like, oh, I heard you're going to Tannery. I'm like, well, great. <laughs> you know, it, it really became a thing instead yeah. of you're, you're immigrating or, you know, whatever. Yeah. It's a little you're vague. You're moving out of the country. You're... Yeah, yeah, it's a little vague. So, yeah, that certainly helped. But it's not that mm-hmm. I did it because of that. It's, it's more like a byproduct, I guess. Yeah. Was there anything else that kind of, I mean, that's such a quick time frame to really make a dramatic change in your life was the visuals and all that stuff and people and speaking it into existence, all of that's amazing. But was there anything else internal that really drove you to, to make that big change so quickly? Yes. And I think part of me is able to verbalize it. And part of me is still discovering because I do this all the time. I make decisions quite fast. I blew up my business quite fast. And it's like, how did I really do that? You know, part of me is conscious about it. Part of me is also I I hear myself sometimes say the word obvious. It's like so obvious, but it's not. And for me, it's so obvious that I'm trying to figure out what I'm actually doing. So the way I now consciously can share it with you is, um, and, and, and this is about like how I make the, made this decision so fast, right? How do you make a decision and acted on it so quickly? Yeah. 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 So part of me is, um, I come across sometimes for other people quite uh, impulsive or enthusiastic um, mm. and they don't see what's happening inside of my own mind. Mm. So when I when such a question hits me, it's like, what is my perfect life look like? I go all in on that question and I, I'm quite like I love visualization. I've been a, um, an athlete, like a swimmer. Yeah. And part of our training was always like visualizing ourselves doing the race. So for me, visualizing, knowing that I experienced the, the world through through visuals, it just it's, helps for me. It's almost like you, when he asked that question, you went there. I was there. I was living there. Yeah, Physically you were, living yeah. there. You felt I, that. I felt yeah. it and I felt so good. I'm like, oh my God, what if it's possible? Because part of me was like, this is like a lifelong dream. You know, this is something I work towards. And then I'm, when I'm 60, I'm, I achieve that because that's my right now, what I'm exposed to, what I know is reality. This is the biggest dream I can even come up with. So to wow. do it now was also quite scary. It's like, what if it's possible to do it now? Like, I didn't even think that that would be possible. But I really, I started to feel it. It's like, what if this would be possible? And then in my free time, everything, I'm, I'm obsessed about this. So I start to watch videos. I'm talking to my friends. Um, I also talk to my mom. Mm. For me, my mom is really important. And it's not that I ask for permission or something, but I always verify. It's like, um, I ask people, what do they think? And it's mm. not that I listen to their opinion, I just love their ideas. So, and and I'm going to try to make it as clear as possible what I mean with this. I expand the context of reality. So I look through the lens of enthusiasm and opportunities. Sometimes I don't think about the consequences. So what I love is ask feedback from the people around me who look through a different lens, who see it in a different way. And it's not that I think, okay, you don't like this, so I'm not doing it. It's more like, ha, your concerns are these, these, and these. These are really good concerns. I'm willing to to take those consequences if they happen. But now I know that I could yes. see them on the journey. But I, I choose to take them. 
So when I talked to a lot of people and they were giving their perspective of the situation from their own model of the world, I thought, whoa, now I have quite a good view of what this situation really means to me. Of course, I, I, I mean, it's not that I really spoke Spanish, if, that I knew anyone there, that I've ever been there, you know, like all of those things. For me, those are not so important because mm -hmm. I, I, I trained myself. I really wired myself. And we can even go into the fact that it really wasn't from the start. Like I'm not born like this at all. I trained myself to know that I am comfortable with the unknown. So I know that I don't know, and that's completely cool because I will never know. So I can either not do it or do it and then afterwards know. So I was so willing to fail and I gave myself permission to also not be successful easy, uh, immediately with the, with the definition of success I had in that moment, mm -hmm. right? So I just gave myself grace and I thought this is going to be an experiment and I'm going to learn something from it so matter what. Um, financially, I was a little concerned because I thought, you know, I'm building this business. But um, I thought I also thought this is so important to me that I gave myself some some bandwidth, so I saved some money. Mm -hmm. um, so I gave myself time. I lived very cheap because this was so important for my own education for myself. And I thought if this somehow doesn't work out, I'm going to be so valuable as a human that any company would want to have me. Yeah. So, and I will have so many contacts that would love to help me out find an opportunity. So, so, I, so did, I, did, did part of you like did part of you get comfortable with the worst case scenario, or did yes. you have a backup plan, or were you yes. like okay, all of and that? Were, were you like leaning on that backup plan, or did you just make peace with the worst case scenario? Ooh, I love this because when I said yes, both I'm like no, I actually don't mean because I didn't have a backup plan. Yeah. Because what I felt is like, I am saying no to my eight and a half and I'm going to create my 10. I'm going to create my 12. I'm going to create my 15. And mm -hmm. when I was in the, on the journey, like, let, let me just preframe to say that it was not easy. <laughs> you know, I had all the doubts accelerated because it was all about my decision and my effort and everything I would do would make it work or didn't make it work. Like there was no one to blame. <laughs> you know, I was not a team. Right. I was myself, which was the most <laughs> epic journey ever and I can highly recommend it to anyone because I feel so proud of myself and I'm so, I'm so, so happy with the person I am right now, just because of everything I've been through. Um, but what, what was the question again? Oh, it sounds like to me, and maybe you can explain a little better what was going on through your mind, but you, what I see when people go through stuff like this is that they, they're not afraid of the worst case scenario. It's not mm -hmm. like they have this like backup plan that they're gonna like fall back onto that's like planned out, but yeah. they know like, okay, this is the worst case scenario is I move to Tenerife yeah. and like all the stuff and I am know I'm gonna be totally okay if the worst yeah. case scenario happens. Yeah, I think this was the one. And I also knew that my worst case scenario was going to be giving me new insights and that's what I wanted anyways. You know, I right. knew what I was having and mm -hmm. that was enough to be satisfied, but right. I didn't want to be satisfied for my whole life. I wanted, I wanted like to lean in to a next level that I didn't even know was possible. Mm -hmm. So even though, so I, I think I reframed myself. There was no failing. Yeah, there was zero mm -hmm. zero opportunity to fail because, you know. I could either have results, yes or no, but I would never fail because I would. I I mean I, you know, like I'm born in. I'm born with, with a lot of shyness, mm. like really, really like put the label introvert, uncomfortable, didn't speak to 
anyone that's not like a little comfortable, like just to picture this, my mom needed to go to my school when I was four years old to make a picture of my future teachers so I can watch their face for three weeks, get adjusted to their face. So I would feel comfortable even talking to them. Like it was this extreme. Like wow. I'm not making a joke. This was this extreme. I'm, I'm born and raised like this. Yeah. Right. It was, it was not always easy. So yeah, you kind of talked about this before of like, there's something that you did somewhere in your childhood, somewhere before 20 years old that made you learn how, like you talked about being un, like feeling comfortable with the unknown and, you know, stepping outside your comfort zone. Cause like, I see you now at the Tony Robbins event, like put me on stage and you get on stage at the Tony Robbins event. Like yeah. you're not that shy interview that you're describing right now. Like yeah. how did, what happened for that? Yeah. Yeah. And that was my biggest journey because it, indeed, like now people really don't believe me. So I love to tell these stories too. And also show pictures of myself as a child because the whole uncomfort is just visible. <laughs> like you just see the uncomfort, even on a photo with my own family around me. I was uncomfortable. And um, at the same time, I've always been like an exciting talker. So with people I feel really comfortable, it's like chatting all the time. But with people I don't know, it's like I just become a complete different person. Um, and also in high school, I remember, you know, I was like the person who loves to sit in the back because I can oversee everything. Uh, there's no one behind me who could make fun of me or something that I don't know. Uh, I was really good in watching away, was always sitting in the right back corner. <laughs> so two walls next to me. So kind of like the perfect hiding spot for me. Um, and the shift really came for me when I went to university. Mm -hmm. Like I was not the one speaking up. I was not bullied, but I was also not like really in groups. And the cool thing now, but the really not so cool thing back then is that I, I really couldn't um, put my own values away to be part of a group. And in my opinion, that's kind of almost needed in high school um, to be part of something. And I was so physically unable. Like, again, now it sounds like, who you were standing up for who you are. Back then I thought I would throw all my values out the door to just fit in, but I cannot. It's just impossible. I cannot. It's, it's, I can just not. For me, it's, it's not an option. I don't know how to do that. I don't know how to not be myself. I have no idea. So I rather just don't share anything and be lonely or be in solitude than be part of a group where I don't feel I belong. And in, in university, I, I just brought that to university. Those are patterns, right? My own stories is like, I'm not worth it. I'm not good enough. I'm not fitting in, blah, blah, blah. Brought it all to university. And then <laughs> it's just the funniest thing ever. I'm in this classroom with almost only ladies and everybody had the same stories as me. So when the teacher asked the question, we, we were kind of like this. <laughs> we're looking at each other like, I know the answer. I know you know it too, but we're both not raising our hands, are we? <laughs> so no one said a damn thing. And I thought, you know what? Girls, we need to be in this classroom for a whole year. This is going to be a boring year if we're behaving like this. So if no one dares to say something, let it be me. So I started to raise my hand. And the cool thing about this many, and this is where the story really broke, is at the end of the year, we had our like a certificate. You know, after a year, you get your certificate in the, in the Netherlands before you really continue. 
And this was like my parents came and our teacher really created like a whole ceremony around this. And, um, and the game that he created was he would explain a person and then the group would guess who that person would be. So normally in my high school, my old story, like I don't belong, I'm not worth it. I'm not seen, I'm not interesting, whatever. I would not be chosen. You know, and, 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 and it would be my description, but someone else would be chosen. It's like, oh, no, that was actually Lori. Okay, well, thank you. This time, I got chosen like five times. It's like, is this Lori? Oh, no, this is not Lori. Is this Lori? Oh, no, this is not Lori. Oh, no, it's still not Lori. And my dad said to me, Lori, it seems like you are like the clown of the class. <laughs> and I'm like, how can you say this? Like, it's so incongruent with how I see myself. Like, you're making it up. But he did say it. And then I started to think about it. It's like, well, based on the information that you saw, mm. I understand you get to this conclusion. And then I thought, but what if I am the clown of the class? What if that's an identity that I can just step into if I would want to? Oh. Like, okay. And then I started to increase my whole identity. It's like, what if I am cool? What if <laughs> I am the clown? What if I'm super funny? What if I am just myself in a group, you know? And, and this is where that shift started to happen, but it was based because I felt safe because no one was doing it. So the, the, the failure in my, you know, my perceived failure risk analysis was very low, right. um, but that's really a shift point for me. Wow. That's so interesting. I have a lot of similar, I, I really connect with that story myself. I've had a lot of times where I'm like, huh. This person, like, it sounds like you get feedback from people. Like you were talking about before, you get feedback from people and it's like, I'm going to see how that feels with me. Oh, wait, maybe I am the class clown. Wait, maybe I like, maybe I'm like, it's not taking it as like gold and that's definitely true, but you're like assessing that and you can kind of morph who you are depending on what you feel like. And we can really be whoever you want to be. And now here you are raising your hand at the Tony Robbins event and getting on stage. And that's yeah. absolutely incredible. <laughs> I want to go like fast forward a little bit. Like I love that we went back into that moment in university, figuring that out. I'd really love to know now knowing what you do for work and what your business does, which is, you know, helping speakers and helping people get on stages and overcome their stage fright, you know, speaking stuff. And what really, I know this is something we've talked about before as well, and I want you to touch on it is like, a lot of people who speak on stages have really traumatic stories. And a lot of the other people that I've interviewed on the show have really traumatic stories too. You're, you, you come from a background that's, there's nothing super traumatic that happened. Like did that, I know you've mentioned that that kind of like, you that almost held you back from doing this and i want to know like how you overcame that and and what that process looked like for you yeah yeah it's a very good point and i also didn't realize it in the moment i started because Ooh. i started with the intention you know what i learned so much in corporate world and that's awesome and what if i could use those skill sets to help people who really care? What if I can help coaches, entrepreneurs, and business owners with mission-driven impact with the, with the, with who translated their own life experience to really help others to stand up for who they are, to share their message in a clear, concise way, and then, and therefore increase their impact and increase their income. 
and I was attracting people who were on the same frequency as I was. And I was very uh, transactional. You know, it was very, I can tell you, help you create your talk. That was what I was was talking about. And I am a TEDx speakers coach. So it's like, if you want your TEDx, work with me. We get your talk dialed in and get you on the stage. So it was very transactional. Mm-hmm. And the more and more I started to work with people, the more I started to understand it was not so much about just creating the talk because I was telling them really smart stuff, I thought. <laughs> and then they were not really implementing it. And I thought, am I unclear? What is this about? And what I started to understand and also diving into my own personal development story is it's not always so much about the strategies that you're sharing with people, but more about the mindset, more about the unconscious patterns, more about the personal stories you tell yourself about a certain activity. And knowing that public speaking is the number one fear of 70% of the whole entire world, (laughs) you know, raising your hand, I've been that person too. Um, it would be quite interesting to not do anything with that. And Mm -hmm. the more I started to communicate from that point of view, the different people I started to attract that were coming from a different frequency. Mm -hmm. And those were people with very, 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 very interesting stories. And um, like, just to, to give you an example, like people who really connected public speaking with death because they were born in a war zone where they literally saw people, you know, getting physically harmed by speaking up with their opinion. It's like, wow, if you unconsciously say public speaking is death. Now that's going to be interesting. If I tell you, please start with a hook, you know, it's, yeah. it doesn't help. Thank you for that. I die. I don't care what the fuck. Like, you know, the first seven seconds are really important. They're like, yes, I know. <laughs> yeah, no. So, and, and this is just one of the stories, like such in, intense stories, especially when I was able to create a safe space where really people could really open up to those. It's like, whoa, interesting. And then I started to, I I know that I'm really good in helping people speaking, but I felt also a little overwhelmed by those amazing vulnerable stories. I thought, Mm. you know, if you can help people with what you've been through and, and I have not been through like such a severe trauma and my heart tells me that I want to help these people, then maybe I need to create a trauma. Uh, because then I can at least empathize with them. So on some point, I almost started to unconsciously, maybe even consciously uh, sabotage my own success because I thought I first need a trauma. I mean, I'd rather have a trauma now than later because later I would be more successful, more things, and there will be more risk. So let's find a trauma. (laughs) And it's not this conscious, it's not this conscious, but I love how you were consciously thinking about this. (laughs) Yeah, no, I don't think I was so conscious about this, but now looking back, this is really what, uh, what happened in my own thoughts. You know, it's like, how can I be, how can I be strong enough to, to really help those people if I don't know how to empathize with that? Mm -hmm. And then, and this is the coolest thing because I have the, the biggest blessing of this whole journey is that I find found out that if I can be completely myself, truly honest, um, that I am the best version of myself and can contribute the best to other people. And that mindset really got me to incredible human beings. And I have so many amazing friends that I'm so proud of to call them friends that 
really helped me in these kind of situations. And uh, a lot of them are way older than me with way more experience, with way more spiritual depth, which they are helping me to get to as well. And they asked me a question, which I love to ask everybody listening is what makes you so unique that no one else can do it just like you? Like, why are like what if just just as a hypothesis what what if you are designed like you are in the physical body with the with the appearance with your parents everything is a design for you to do something that only you can do in the way that you can do it mm, right that. and i thought what makes me like very much me like i i see the fun in everything I'm super enthusiastic and I somehow for me, it's obvious to see a bigger potential in every single person I see in front of me, everyone, like someone who cleans. So I appreciate everybody for who they are and I want more for them, not more as in results, but I just appreciate them on, on the level that I see them, that mm. they do not always see themselves yet. And I thought, what if, what if I'm here to help people with a traumatic experience, experience that fun is a way of living and that it could be possible. Wow. And what if I can just be not judgmental about anything that happened in the past, have the biggest grace, the biggest love for them, because I just love them as a person and I'm not attached to their story. You know, mm -hmm. I help people with severe, severe PTSD. And the only thing that I was doing is just loving on them, just mm. loving because they're freaking amazing. And so many people buy the story and it's not that I don't have empathy at all. Like there's a part of me that, that tries to understand and I will never understand, but just have like the most biggest care and like support for what they've been through. And at the same time, I, I also know that there's a compelling future. And what if I can be the accelerator of the compelling future and bring them on the journey of what if life could be fun? And what if everything that you went through could be a vehicle to help others? And, and this is why I'm so passionate about public speaking. What if you can digest your personal story, like really like dial it in, share it with others so they can learn from it. You can earn money through it, but also you can find inner peace about like sharing that story. Because when other people heal through listening to your story, you heal through that. Mm. So what if this is a whole thing about holding space, creating safety, appreciating people of who they are, just like I appreciate myself for who I am and have grace that I don't have a severe trauma and that's also okay. What if everybody's mm. perfect as they are and that's the only thing that, that I can do to help them to the next level? Because I don't judge. I don't have any opinions about it all. I don't really care. I just love you because you're wow. freaking amazing, you know? Wow, Lori, thank you for sharing that. That it's so perfect because it actually relates to the previous episode. <laughs> the woman that I interviewed right before in the previous episode, she had went she has one of the craziest stories I've ever heard. And I mean, her, her husband committed suicide. She had three young children. She, and, and right the week after 
he commits suicide, she in, enters into two, like five, two five year long lawsuits that are just like insane. She's a crazy, crazy story. But in that oh. moment, she's, she's a widow with three children that are under five years old. And like, in that moment, she all, no one was there for her because they were all, they couldn't relate to her. And she, that was the moment when she was like, oh my God, like no one's ever had lost their spouse at such a young age. Like I, no one can relate to me. So they all kind of like removed themselves from her life and she was all alone. But here you are saying that even with no trauma in your life, you are able to connect with people who have been through a lot of trauma simply by just loving them and being there for them. And I think that's just absolutely so beautiful and such a great lesson for anyone that's like that has somebody in their life that they love that's going through something really tough it's like just to be there for for someone and you, you don't need to relate to them in any way except for just to love them and i think that's really beautiful thank you for sharing that yeah so i appreciate that yeah and you and you know what's so cool about this uh, mandy is that when you share your personal experience with other people they won't probably resonate literally with what you've been through because it's mm -hmm. your personal experience. Mm -hmm. But people can find a part of themselves where they felt how you explain that you felt. And it mm -hmm. can be through a whole different experience, but mm -hmm. through the same feeling, through the, uh, through the same what I call emotional journey. Mm -hmm. And that's the beauty is that you don't need to relate to the to the experience but you can somehow find this part of yourself where the feeling resonates and mm. what i also found out is that the story we we tell ourselves and the emotions we attach to it it's sometimes really like like nice if someone doesn't buy the story is if yeah. someone can just be there for the emotions because people in the end just want to be seen just want to be heard just want to be understood just want to be loved and what if, and for me, that's what this whole public speaking journey is about, is really expanding your self-expression mm -hmm. um, where you feel more and more comfortable sharing more of who you are. Because what I found out is that safety is so important with these traumatic stories. And there are such big fears of what if I tell this, but will break down on a stage. Mm. And what if, what if that could be my help, my contribution is being, becoming more of who you are. Because I'm more of who I am, but you are perfect as you. So I don't need your experience. I just want you to be more of you because yeah. that process I need for myself. Uh, right? So it's more the process than the, than the content that really relates. Yeah, I love that. That's actually something I, I haven't told you this, but it's something that I've been contemplating lately the past month or so of, of just really being like, you know my story. I've shared i i've gotten to the point now where i'm really over my story <laughs> where i'm like i'm just like <laughs> i'm like i've told it so many times on so many different platforms and coaching programs and all these things and i'm just like this is not like you're saying it's not so much about the, the actual content of the story but there's a piece that i'm like i'm still want to like i still want to be able to help people with my story but it's like telling my story over and over and over again got really, I'm like, I'm really just tired of, <laughs> tired. I don't, this is not who I am anymore. So it's really weird to be telling this story. I'm like, I'm, 
you know, on the kitchen floor and like all the, it was like, I, I'm such a different person now. It's a really, it's fascinating. Have you, have you seen people go through that in your coaching? Yes. And I feel so like, this is so awesome to hear because we've been working on, on the story as well, right together. It's like, how do you tell like your crazy story in a way that you feel comfortable yeah. uh, that gets to the outcome that you want to achieve and is also compelling and people really lean in. And mm -hmm. the beauty of this is that a lot of speaking coaches out there want you to find your origin story and find this amazing script. And what I love to do more is to show you how you can be a compelling communicator and how you can adapt once it doesn't feel authentic for you anymore. Because vulnerability and authenticity is the biggest thing we can ever strive for. Mm -hmm. is what really creates that emotional connection. And if we talk about impact and about money, emotion connection is the catalyst for both, right? It's not a perfect script. It's not this perfect origin story. No, that's bullshit. In my opinion, the yeah. real thing is if you can be really you and the fun thing is you change. Yeah. So why wouldn't your story change? Right. Why wouldn't the way you tell your story change? Right. Yeah. We talked about this, right? Many about like the story library. You remember that? Mm-hmm is that you collect all different scenes of your life that you save in a in a journal. And then at the moment you're starting to present, you just pull out those different stories and you plug and play it in a way where it's engaging. And of course, this is not easy from the beginning, but this is, this is a skill that you can train. This is a way of living, a way of thinking that everything you go through is an experience that you can use to transform other people with, right? Mm. So... It's about the adaptation of it all. It's about becoming this flexible and authentic person Maybe. who can just own yourself in front of a room. Because that's in the essence of what this is about. Can Do you dare to be your complete, authentic, congruent self in the moment, the real raw you, while people are watching at you? And that's and the biggest fear of us as you so go Yeah, instead of just regurgitating like yeah. an organized, an organized story that you've yeah. <laughs> rehearsed and presented a, a million times. Like, can exactly. you just show up? That's beautiful, Lori. Thank you for sharing that. I love that. All right, back to the story. I want to go back to the story for <laughs> your story for a second. <laughs> I love no. talking about public speaking, <laughs> um, but I'm curious how you grew through the process of starting your own business. How I grew yeah start like, and, well, and what exactly you, are you yeah, so you started you like back in time you moved to tenerife i'm st you're starting a public well first off you started helping people with their tedx talks there was the scripts helping them with the perfect story that and then you moved more into the heart-based stuff that you're doing now but what you talked about helping clients and stuff through that but what was your own personal journey like did you show up nervous at first was there hesitation was there and the imposter syndrome, like all that stuff, what was going on? Yeah, yeah, I, I can share a funny story from all the way in the beginning. So when I moved to Tenerife, I didn't want to live alone because I thought mm -hmm. I don't know anyone. So I went to what they call their co-living, which basically means that you're living with other amazing entrepreneurial people who want to have a fun life. And it's like a big villa and everybody's living there and you do fun activities in the evenings. Super fun, yeah. super fun. So I was meeting so many people because people come in and out, in and out, in and out. And everybody asked the same question. Lori, who are you? Or who are you? <laughs> you know, they didn't know my name. So every single day I had an opportunity to pitch myself 
and oh. test my business pitch. So I think for three months, I tested my business pitch five times a day to different people <laughs> because every single time I was meeting new people. And afterwards, that got very draining because so many people in one moment is like a lot. But in that moment, it was perfect. So I was testing everything out because... You know, some people think, especially, right, like when you see me now on stage, like, oh, she always do it, did it. Now it's, the business is thriving. It's like, yeah, but it was easy. No, 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 no. I had no <laughs> idea what I was doing. So I was testing my business pitch all the time. And I heard somewhere from a great mentor is, you know, in order for you to get better in what you do, you need to interview experts who are already doing what you're doing. And then they will share your the conversation and then you will get clients. So I thought, okay, let's do it. So I took it so serious. Like imagine like I, I'm starting this business. I'm in Tenerife. I'm opening my laptop. I'm sitting on a palm tree. Like I remember the table specifically, a pool right in front of me. I'm opening my laptop. I'm like, now what? <laughs> like how am I gonna do this? I, want to yeah. <laughs> I have no idea what I'm doing. So so this was the one specific thing that I could work on. So I was like creating email templates, sending it to all people, LinkedIn, Amazon books. I was spamming everyone and not a lot of people really replied, but one person <laughs> did. So he's like, of course, I want to do an interview with you, Lori. And I didn't have a podcast or anything. I didn't even really know how to YouTube it, but I thought if I have the recording, I will figure out what to do with it. I just won this conversation. So he said yes, and part of me was so excited, and part of me thought, holy cow, I have never done an interview. I have no idea how to do that. So I was so nervous, and I remember that I came up with a backup plan. Like, if I really freeze, I will just ask <laughs> the question, well, I can ask you a lot of questions, but I'm just really curious what you want to share today. <laughs> I love that. You know, so out of that, there was like a more sp spontaneous spark, which helped me to get in the flow again. It was not my best interview at all, but I did it. You know, I did it and I found the confidence. You know what? I now know that there's people out there who want to have an interview with me. And I now know that I at least can do it. Maybe not great, but I can do it. And from that moment, from that momentum i just found proof every single day a little bit you know i didn't i didn't feel comfortable to even put myself on social media but i thought you know what i can do one post and mm -hmm. i didn't know how to get on the sales call but i thought you know what i can at least ask someone to join a call with me i can do that and from that momentum and then i got twenty-five thousand no's like all of that i did it i did it all um but what I felt was an aliveness within me, mm. knowing where I was going. And I was building something for myself. I was building something that I truly believe in. And I also got small successes every single day. You know, like I was living in Tenerife, for God's sake, <laughs> in a villa thingy with people. And they were, they were like, what do you do? And I'm like, I'm a business owner and I'm helping people with their mission. You know, I felt so cool when I said that and all this, you know, down things and, and deeper downsizes happened and complete thoughts like, what am I doing? Am I skilled enough? Blah, blah, blah. All these doubts that we apparently I found out all go through. So what if we can just share them? It's like, I have those two. And you know what? We're wired like this. We're wired to stay in our comfort, to decrease a little, because that's what we feel is safe. But what if we know that the brain just works like this? We can actively work on yeah. that and we can thrive to what we actually want and how we can actually contribute the most to the people that we love.
Oh, I love that, Lori. So good. So you said in that moment that you were doubting yourself and that you were like, oh, <laughs> you found out later that everyone feels like that. But in the moment, did you yeah. know that other no. people felt like that? No. <laughs> or, <laughs> no. Or were you, did you think you were the only one? <laughs> yeah, I thought I was the only one. Um, but the fun thing about this whole co-living situation is I was with a lot of other entrepreneurs. And in the weekends, we would go for hikes. And, you know, I'm very real. So if I like something, I like it. If I feel not so good, I don't feel so good. So we would go on hikes and we would share our feelings with each other. And then somehow through the movement, through the sun, through the, oh, my God, I'm actually doing really cool. And then people like, oh, you have your own miss. I'm like, well, actually, yes, I have. And blah, 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 blah. I got in state again. Right. So the feeling of of the. I think the desire and the view of the potential was just higher than the 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 fear of failure, because I just and I I did some really I did a lot of trainings. I did a lot, a lot, a lot of trainings. And what I found out is there's nothing that really shifts a really successful person from a not so successful person. Again, with the definition that I had in that moment, and that is just. That those are just patterns. So what mm -hmm. if I want to be the person who's successful in my in my eyes and look at what what they do and they just say keep going. There's no there's no there's no way you can fail if you keep going and you learn from every mistake you do you do. And for me that makes total sense. So my logical and emotional brain think okay this I'm willing to to get this in. So I just decided I won't stop. I won't stop and I don't stop. I did crazy stuff. Like I I did courses at 2 a.m. because it was the time in America. I wasn't in, in Europe. I had felt that I needed to learn all of this. Weekends became working days, but I also made sure I was swimming. And sometimes I was forgetting that because that was where I also rejuvenated, right? So the balance between health and going crazy. Um, I, I felt that and, and I adapted again. So mm -hmm. it's like the super imperfect journey. But I guess the willingness to, to be the person that I want to be. Mm. I love that, Lori. To be the willingness to be the person that I want to be. And yeah. Does that something that it sounds like that's something that drives you to be your authentic self instead of trying to alter yourself to be what other people, what you think other people in the world want or need yeah yeah and it's and it's so funny because like now i i really feel quite strong in this and i feel that i am comfortable uh being super vulnerable um i feel that i am comfortable being myself on stage which was also not normal for me in the beginning um and i'm like why is this so important and people ask me this question and i'm not sure if i know the only mm. thing that I do, and this sounds maybe a little bit woo-woo, but this feeling inside of me feels so strong. And I have this vision, like this vision, like I'm, I truly am here to change the world. Like I really feel that, that the only thing that we need to do, or now I sound like very demanding, but it's more like, what if it's, what if, what if we're all designed exactly how we need to be? 
And if we lean in into the vulnerable realness of ourselves, that love comes up, that compassion comes up, that empathy comes up, that care comes up, that we want to collaborate, that we want to create a win-win and not a win-lose. Like, what if there's always a one-on-one is three? And, and that drive and that desire of helping people become this it's so strong that I just cannot stop. It's like the other day I had an interview, Mandy, and and he asked me, um, what did he say? Uh, Like, how how do you keep going? And the only question I could say is, I I don't know what to do otherwise. Like, for me, it's it's like there's no option. And it's not from, oh, you, that's so great. It's like, no, I, I just cannot do anything else. Like, I wouldn't know what to do. If I'm in a party, I'm helping people become more of them. And I acknowledge them for what I see that I appreciate. You know, this is just how I think. So it's not a business. It's a being. Yeah. And, you know, this is it. You know, I just want to help the world become embrace authentic fun that's mm. how i would say it authentic fun what if it could be fun and what if you're absolutely awesome as who you are and that's just what you what other people want you to be anyways i love that Lori. oh my gosh <laughs> thank <laughs> you so much for your time today i absolutely love you i love listening to you talk i love listening to you tell stories you have such amazing wisdom and you really are here to change the world Lori. thank you and we're gonna give you a few minutes to just talk a little bit more about your program and what you offer. If anybody's interested in working with you, I'll hand the floor off to you. Yeah, thank you. So this is actually really cool because I truly believe that, you know, like podcast stages are just more like a start of a conversation, start of a transformation. So if you are listening right now and feel, you know, like I am, meant to make more impact and i want to make this sustainable i want to earn more income as well then i would love to just connect you know and connection could be through social media but could also be through a transformational program where you craft your own message or go next level in the clarity of your message and really get on stages and know how to earn money from that there's amazing exponential models where it's not so much about asking a fee for speaking but that's way more about delivering a transformation uh, through a coaching program and earn on the back end, which is um, way more profitable and way more transformative. So if this is something that you love to consider or you're like, Laurie, consider, consider, just keep talking and tell me what to do because I'm all in, then <laughs> check the links below because I will share them with Mandy. Um, would love to connect on social media. Please DM me the word Mandy if you're following me from this uh, this place. So I know you come from here. And, um, and I will put all the programs that I have down below as well and how you can keep in touch with uh, with my team to just talk about what is the best step for you. Because that is what I do hope that you get from this. Like, I don't care if you work with me. I do. I mean, I would love to work with you uh, if you resonate with me. If not, then please find someone else or something else because the work with someone else, get, get accountability and get a clear step-by-step journey on how to get to the goal is just the fastest and in my opinion, the most fun and impactful way to really transform your life and therefore others. So please do something. If it would be with me, it would be an honor. If not, take the action. So the links are down below and um, and do something. You got this. You're amazing. And uh, the world needs you. <laughs> Laurie, 
I love you so much. Thank you. <laughs> you're you're just you're so authentic, and I I really am so excited to see where you go next and what what's on what's on board for Lori in the next 10, 15, 20, 30, 40 years of your life. It's yeah. going to be incredible. And I And maybe 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 if if I have like one more minute because what I really yeah. believe in, you know, it's not about like do you want to join a program? Is more do you want to step into the next level journey? So I would mm. love to share what my vision is for where I'm going and if this resonates with you and you're like okay, I want to step into this. Because ah. what I truly believe is that Speaking is the way where you can exponentially grow and really scale from one to one to one to many or one to mini many to one to mega many, right? Um, and I'm currently working with the best of the world and I'm taking this journey so seriously because I truly believe this is it. It's where I get most fun, but it's also where I can contribute the most. So when you say I, I talked on, on Tony Roman's stage, you know, like in, in the Tony Roman shirt, it's totally, totally happening. And it will be more, you know, yeah. working with Dean Graziosi, other amazing speakers. Um, this is where we're going towards. So step in, like, like let's collectively do this and lock arms and um, make sure that the mission driven people take the stage and mm. not the ego driven corporates <laughs> let's, let's do this together let's do this together yeah yes we can do it together and it's and it's people like you it's people the other people that i have on my show that i'm just so grateful to have you in my life and to know you and all the help that you have helped me already so much yeah. and i know that this is just a beginning for for our relationship both professional and as friends like this is there's so much more depth that is going to develop over the years and i'm really excited to see what happens <laughs> yeah you're awesome mandy and i'm so proud of you so so proud of you owning your story and sharing it with others you're you're a rock star and this is just the beginning my friend it's been so magical chatting with you today if you liked this or even if you didn't please leave a review i absolutely love all feedback and if you feel called to learn more and get loving support from others just like you, I have a free community. You know that feeling you get inside when you are around your people? Your body comes alive, time slows down, and you feel home. My community is full of those people. Lots of love and talk soon. Bye.